But when you develop new treatments, there there is this incredible sense of responsibility, right? Because if we're managing to change brain circuits and get patients better, we also need to be sure that we don't change other things. Welcome to Well Said, the official storytelling podcast from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Flavio Frolik is an associate professor of psychiatry here at Carolina. And while he'll be the first to tell you he's not a clinician, he has been working since 2011 on a new means of treating mental illness. I don't treat patients, right? Uh, I, I, I do scientific research. I think all of us deep down have this, um, have this desire to do good, right? To, to, to heal, right? In a, bro- in a broader sense. Uh, you, you know, you don't even have to be a scientist that you have this desire that with your family and friends that you can kind of lift everyone up. And in a broader sense, you know, I think uh, this can be this kind of general concept of healing of, of uh, you know, as a community together and see other people through your actions, other people um, f- feel better. And his research is definitely showing promise to help patients suffering from certain mental illnesses and even chronic pain feel better. According to him, it's all about electricity in the brain, and he says this work is the first of its kind. What I discovered was really something uh, highly unexpected, which was that uh, brain cells and networks of brain cells, they actually respond very well to a very small amount of electricity. And when I say this, the first question I get is, well, what about the power line that goes by my house, right? Because also that generates what's called an electric field. Now, we're talking uh, more electricity than that. Uh, We're talking the amount of electricity that the brain generates as we sleep, think, whatever it is, right? The brain cells are always active. They generate different electric activity patterns. And we can actually measure them. Uh, It's routine. It's called the EEG or electroencephalogram. Uh, It's routinely done, uh, for example, in neurology clinic, uh, which essentially the process, you attach electrodes to the scalp. It's completely non-invasive. And you measure these teeny tiny little electric signals, which reflect not what an individual brain cell does, but what an entire assembly or group of cells or a network of cells, what their overall activity is. That little bit of electricity actually creates guiding signals for the cells in our brains. Those signals result in activity patterns, which are also called brain rhythms. Most of them are of rhythmic structure. So you, you see them at different frequencies. Some rhythms are fast, some are slow, a little bit like music, you can imagine. And the next step from that is then if the brain does this, right, uh, maybe we can help the brain doing so. My idea was that we could take this, and because we know patients with different disease states, uh, this kind of rhythmic organization, these brain rhythms, these electric signals are altered. The idea was maybe we can essentially copycat the brain and use weak electricity to help and uh, restore and enhance these activity patterns. Flavio and his team of students, along with the support of fellow professors and the North Carolina Translational and Clinical Science Institute, turned to computer modeling to develop a hypothesis about whether electric stimulation could, in fact, restore patients' brain rhythms to a normal state and therefore eliminate their symptoms. So um, we're measuring, in all these studies, we're measuring through EEG, uh, non-invasive scalp electrodes, what these different brain rhythms look like and how they're, how they're different afterwards. Because the basic idea is that these rhythms help the brain to coordinate and activate and have specific parts of the brain to talk with each other. 
And uh, so the basic idea is that if we apply this kind of smartly timed weak electricity, we're like adding a conductor to the orchestra. We're helping the timing a little bit better, right? So you can get an orchestra and the musicians, if they're trained enough, they can play reasonable music. But there's a reason why there's the conductor there. It's it's not like that he or she is playing any of the instruments. It's really just like a small visual cue, right? Well, for some, it's a larger visual cue, but still, it's just a timing signal which enhances the interaction. So that's how I think about uh, the type of brain stimulation we do. As a patient in Flavio's study, you could have received brain stimulation or a placebo, basically a totally fake experience. Not even Flavio knew which patient received which treatment. The headgear resembles something from a sci-fi movie. Hundreds of sensors connected by wires put on your head the way a swimming cap would fit. This cap, combined with the ideas of electric stimulation, can certainly seem scary. I get asked a lot about you know, wh why do you want to do this? Uh, is this safe? And often like, yes, is this shock therapy, right? The, the amount of electricity, I think what, what is important to note about what we're doing, which is very different from uh, ECT or shock therapy, is um, it is incredibly safe in the sense that uh, we do this routinely in um, healthy control participants for basic science type studies. And there's no single, what they call, serious adverse event that has ever been uh, reported in the literature is known. Um, the, big, the big challenge we have is demonstrate that this amount of weak electricity can actually do anything, right? But when you develop new treatments, there, there is this incredible sense of responsibility, right? Because if we're managing to change brain circuits and get patients better, we also need to be sure that we don't change other things. The first time Flavio and his team attempted this trial, it was to investigate how this method of electric stimulation would impact the brain rhythm for those with schizophrenia. Uh, you develop all you know, your analytic tools to analyze and plot the data and the statistics, and everything is ready to go. And then uh, we all get together uh, in a meeting room, and you can feel the anticipation of the room because there will be one person come in who had nothing to do with the study who will type in the code. So, so now you get to look inside the box. So you can imagine uh, the, the anticipation you know, of my trainees who've worked in this study because for them that's been, that's been their life for a year, for two years, for three years. So the plots come up. And the first thing we saw is uh, that, uh, indeed, that specific brain rhythm that we targeted uh, was enhanced. So there's the bright red, right, positive change. It's stronger afterwards. And then the next plot, you know, scroll over, scroll over. I want to see the next one because the next one is a week later, right? And it's still there. With a successful study, Flavio was excited, but not too excited. I, I enjoy celebrating, but I also like, okay, so what's the next thing I really want to do here, right? Uh, because we, I say I want to revolutionize psychiatry, and one promising study is, uh, is, not, is not yet the revolution, right? The next step toward a revolution in psychiatry was to determine if this method could also treat symptoms of depression. And uh, what we've done there is we used the same idea, but obviously uh, to treat depression, there are different parts of the brain and different brain rhythms uh, that we want to engage and modulate. But it's essentially the same technology. 
And again, we asked this question, does um, what we think could be a treatment, does that work better than placebo or you know, fake stimulation, essentially? And also, to be really sure, we also targeted another brain rhythm, which has nothing to do with depression. To be really sure, it's not just about the electricity going in your head, but it's really specifically about targeting this brain rhythm. So patients underwent brain stimulation, or at least some of them did, and some just thought they did. And the research team viewed the results after several treatments. When, you, when, when we looked at the data, there's lots of uh, reasons to be optimistic because uh, what we found is that after two weeks, right, there was actually a significant difference between our treatment and how many people responded, which is um, typically measures at least a 50% reduction in symptoms. So there's, there, there's some really exciting, promising results there. But what we, importantly, what we also found when we looked again at these colorful maps of brain activity, we found that the rhythm that we wanted to change really was significantly changed. And in that sense, because uh, these clinical trials now, uh, as we discussed, focus also on biological changes, there was a clear significant result there the way we had predicted. So it worked. The team saw significant changes in brain rhythms for patients who underwent the stimulation. The changes even stuck around for days and weeks after treatment. But, as Flavio would say, one successful study does not make a revolution. So does this mean that instead of common treatments like medications or therapy, that those with depression will have to turn to this type of intervention? Uh, so, 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 that, so that we don't, we, we really don't know yet. But the hope is and I'm optimistic about this, that you don't need to always, you know, carry the electrodes on your head, but that we really kind of get the brain circuits back in a state, uh, which is a more physiological one where you're feeling better. And that then can cascade and trigger other healing processes, right? Uh, if you take depression, you know, if we manage to get you over the initial crisis, the initial concerns, and you... Um, you're able again to get up and out and uh, meet your friends and all that, you could see how this kind of in a positive way uh, spirals in a more uh, complete healing. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Well Said, the official storytelling podcast from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Flavio and his team have already implemented a follow-up study to further test electric stimulation in the treatment of depression and other illnesses in hopes of earning further funding for a wider study. If you want to learn more about the specifics and results of his initial studies on the treatment of schizophrenia, chronic pain, and depression, check out our show notes for the full story. Do you have an idea for an upcoming episode of Well Said? Send us a tweet at UNC or shoot us an email at wellsaid at unc.edu. You can find Well Said wherever you get podcasts, so we hope you'll subscribe and leave us a review. See you next week.